What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Left at the Light. I'm your host, Matt. Um, oh, man. How's your week been? Hope it's been great. And uh, let's see. what well, We had some good weather. Um, I got to go outside and uh, go just check out a band and have lunch. It was really cool um, to be outside and just enjoy the nice weather that we're finally getting to, except for some rain, a little bit of rain, I think, this week, but whatever. Um yeah, springtime is upon us, and all of the fun stuff to do outdoors, farmers markets, and all that—it's um, coming back. So, exciting stuff! And and like our last episode, you can go to uh, Magic Meadows and go see some alpacas. That sounds like a great afternoon. Um, anyways, um, as I always ask you guys and let you know. Um, next season just kind of getting that one together so if you know somebody or you are a business that you want to kind of tell your story tell the history of it um or just uh just get your name out there you know and uh come on the podcast um anyways the email address is left at the light pod at gmail.com and that's how you reach me it's going to be uh one of the best ways um you can also check out the facebook page and the, yeah i mean you can reach out to me through that um, but also go to the page and like, give it a little like or follow. Um, so, uh, this week guys, we got Lisa, who is a intuitive life coach. Um, it's, it's a longer episode because, uh, Lisa just has a lot of different stuff. And I think that goes well with what she does. Um, but she has a lot of stuff to talk about and tell you about. Um, so, and I'll let her do all that talking for me. Um, but um, yeah, so enjoy this episode, and then we'll see you on the end of it. All right, Lisa, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing well. So we are recording this. This is going to be the first recording of 2023. Now there's going to be other episodes that everyone's going to hear before you, uh, but this is the first one I'm recording for the year, so... Uh, happy New Year to you and everybody listening. And Happy New Year to you. And that's actually a really cool thing because this is a seven year. If you add up all the numbers, it comes to seven. So that's a year of creation. So we're starting the first creation of the beginning of the year. So that's kind of, kind of that, cool. That works out. I like that. I like that. So um, now, first off, now you have a, a lot of different things that you kind of offer for people. Um, and I, I don't even think I could remember everything when I was looking it up to be like, oh, this this and that for me to list it out for people. So um, it, just to start out here, um, tell me what you're about and what you um, can offer people. And we'll kind of get into after that, we'll kind of get into the history a little bit of yourself and how you got into everything. So. OK, so um, the first thing I would say that is I am a. I am a um, person in progress like everybody. Everybody says like they like to be described by what is it you do and they define themselves by their roles. And I'm somebody who my role is constantly changing. So on this podcast on January 3rd of 2023, this is my major role. If you reach out to me in January 1st of 2024, that role might change. So that is what's really cool about what I do. And, and I think about most people do is we don't want to get pigeonholed into what it is we think we have to do. And we allow ourselves to evolve into what we become based on the skills and the background that we evolve, um, we develop from. So if you would ask me my main 
thing that I am doing right now at this moment in time, I would call myself an intuitive life coach. And I have been doing this, I've been doing intuitive guidance since 2015. And that opened, that started on December 31st of 2015. And I've been doing life coaching now pretty much since then. And I also lead women's retreats all over the United States. And that's something I call retreats across America, where I use my life coaching and intuitive skills to help bring women to all different states in the U.S. I do do international ones, but with COVID, I've sort of backed off on that a little bit. But I will probably be revamping and starting that again next year. And um, I also am a yoga teacher. And I have been teaching yoga for 20, I don't know, 22 years, something like that. Um, For the McHenry County area, I teach locally through the Crystal Lake Park District right on West Beach on the lake. And it's beautiful. And I also, um, I am a gong sound healer. And I I love doing that. I do private sessions. And I also have been doing public sessions all around. But I've kind of taken a step back as I've been focusing on my more on my intuitive business and also on the retreats. Um, I'm also a Reiki master. Um, I do other type of healing modalities. I've created multiple courses. I'm currently teaching light code Reiki, which is a different form of Reiki. And I'm going to be offering that in Florida in about two weeks. And yeah, I'd say that's a good place. If you ask about my history, I haven't always been doing this. I used to work on Wall Street. I worked as a Wall Street risk arbitrage trader for 11 years. Um, so we graduated a couple of times, and that's the first time you've mentioned Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's 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 start with that a little bit because that's kind of before some of this other stuff and like a completely different realm. Of work. That's why I started the conversation with, I'm telling you what I am today on January 3rd, which is <laughs> exactly. what exactly. next year. The sky's the limit. It's infinite possibilities. You never know where you're going. As long as you keep saying yes to life, you keep winding up getting new things coming, but there has to be space. So mm. this for me is the year of making space so I can allow the creations to flow through. So I'm finishing up a lot of pro- a lot of unfinished projects that have been hanging over my head. And as those move away, I'll be able to then make space for newness to come in. But um, I graduated I'm from New York originally. I'm not from the Chicagoland area. And uh, I basically went to University of Michigan Business School. I have a bachelor's in business administration. And I've been working on Wall Street since I've been 15 years old. I worked on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange and my father was a risk arbitrage trader and I worked for him and just followed in dad's footsteps. And um, I worked for uh, a company called Smith Barney, which is no longer in existence anymore. I think American Express might have bought them over, but I was there. I worked for Blackstone Group. I worked for Airly Group. And I ended working for a company called Gotham Capital, which uh, was a hedge fund. And, you know, and I would trade stocks, options, bonds. And I was the head trader on the desk and I gave that all up and moved to Chicago when I fell in love with my husband and became a mom. And from there, I uh, became a yoga teacher because there were, when I moved to McHenry County, there was like two yoga teachers in all of McHenry County. Mm -hmm. And I was like, one of the reasons why I didn't want to come here is like, oh no, I'm not gonna be able to find decent yoga. The only place you could find yoga was at the health clubs. And so I started doing yoga at Healthbridge And then eventually kind of spread out and found some other places, got trained to teach yoga. And I've 
traveled all over to yoga conferences, learning everything I can because yoga leads you into understanding that your physical body and how energy works. And from yoga, you dive into meditation and meditation then opens you up to energy healing. And then I wound up going into Kundalini yoga, which led me into the sound healing um, gong. I do gong, drumming, um, singing bowls, all of that. And that made me understand and open my channels where then I became intuitive. So it was this like interesting progression um, that led me to where I am today, which is why I say, who knows what's coming? If I've, if I've morphed this much in this many years, what is the next chapter going to be? And it's always exciting as long as you meet it with a smile. So, well, I, um, I don't want to dwell on it too much because this is not what you're doing nowadays, but um, I am interested in the Wall Street thing just a little bit. Um, so you said you were working on the on the floor at what age? I had an or uncle. At least who, running around on the floor? Well, my uncle was a broker. And okay. so I basically was an intern. I started at 15 so it could be exposed to the business, understand. Because if you're trading upstairs and not on the floor, mm -hmm. you need to understand what how things happen from the foundation up so if you're actually on the physical floor of the new york stock exchange and you understand how a phone call comes in and you take an order and write it down you handed it to a person back in the day with a little piece of paper who would hand it to a broker who was in the crowd who would meet somebody else then they would pair it up execute it give it back to the runner it would come back to the booth they would make a phone call and give you your execution so that was sort of how i learned how the whole package it's like anything you do you need to be able to learn from right it's not just the doing it's like huh how do you get from step a to step b so it's sort of a metaphor for, for what sort of what's happened to me in my life i started on wall street you know i was very good at multitasking right when you were a trader you have two phones your other ones are ringing you're watching a screen you're watching numbers you're seeing so my brain capability the way the mind of a trader works is being able to filter multiple stimuli all at once. So it actually transposed very easily into the intuitive world, because when you're in the intuitive world, not to bring it back, but you're walking in multiple dimensions. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in this world. I'm living here. Me and you were talking. But in one second, I could connect to spirit and give you a verbal channel. So now what world am I in then? It's sort of like your video games, right? You know, you go to different layers and you unlock different keys and cubes and you can get to higher and higher levels. That's exactly the way the intuitive world works. The more you clear the path, the more you can open to this greater understanding that you just couldn't see before because you were blocked. So I went down to the grassroots on Wall Street, learned the foundations and built on that and moved my way up. Does that help explain how the two go hand in hand at all? Yeah, yeah, I, th I think so. Um, so moving from, so when you were starting out, so let's say before you were teaching yoga, um, you were a student of yoga, correct? I loved yoga. I was stressed from working on wall street. I mean, it's, it's stressful. You know, mm. you got people hanging up on you. You've got stocks moving away. You've got money being lost, all that kind of thing. So I would leave yoga. I mean, leave work and I would walk three blocks to a yoga class. So every day I would take yoga. And I fell in love with it. It was my my sacred space. It was my place to be able to go from all the external external stimuli to going in. And when you go in, you can then hear like the universe whispering in your ears. So it taught me to unwind, de-stress, find peace and simplicity 
And I just fell in love with it. It was like, I couldn't get enough. And I traveled all over the country. I think I went to 10 Midwest yoga conferences every year. I went to probably 15 yoga journal conferences. Then I started going to festivals like Bhakti Fest and Shakti Fest. I taught at these yoga festivals. They had, I think, eight of them around here between North Lake and also some up in Wisconsin. And I taught Kundalini Yoga there. Um, I taught yoga at yoga conferences at Bhakti Fest out in California, Shakti Fest. And I got very much, I love the chanting, the whole vibratory frequency. Once people start understanding about frequency and how it works, everything vibrates. And when you could tap into that vibration and hum, it changes everything. And so that's sort of, um, you know, what, like that's how the yoga kind of moved me into the intuitive realm. Mm -hmm. And the retreats that I do, I still teach the yoga because people need it. You know, I hope I, I don't teach yoga like mainstream people teach yoga. I teach you to find yourself. I teach you to feel your energy. I I teach you in the movements to be able to sense when energy is yours or somebody else's. You know, like me and you were having this lovely conversation. And when you hang up, you might feel worse or you may feel better and not know why. What changed? You were just energetically in my space, even though it's it's remote. But you're still in my energy space because there's no difference if you're in front of a person or not. Energy is energy. So if you can understand when it's yours and somebody else's, then you won't take on somebody else's energy. So you won't get depleted by other people around you. And that's how I like to teach people energy. And I do that through yoga. I teach them to really find a greater understanding of themselves and, and how their whole life works and how your thoughts affect you. You know, you think positive and you could fight the world, the whole world, give me it to me. We, we can do whatever. But when you're in one of those negative spirals, which we all go into from time to time, there's not one of us who's immune to that. It's like everything seems so challenging. Everything seems mm -hmm. so hard, like you're tired. So you go to yoga class to plug back in, to reboot, to re-energize. And that's the same thing I do with my life coaching clients. If I can teach you and help you understand for, based on your past history, why you're struggling or go into a past life. And it's like, why am I such an angry person? Well, let's see in five lifetimes, you were killed for doing something. Then we can go back into a past life, rewrite the, and then you can lose some of that anger. So it's really cool. The work I'm doing is just like, wow, you know, it's, it's fun because I never know what's coming and, and the sky's the limit. Cause there's I'm like, as long as there's people, there's work I can do. Yeah. I, I think that's, one of the things that you said that kind of struck me a little bit is that um, you were talking about like bringing on to other people's energy. Um, you know, if someone's in a, a bad mood and I, I think it's probably happens a lot to people at work because you work with a lot of different people that you don't see all the time. And someone might come in because they got something going on at home and they're, they're angry about it. And so that kind of, that's their whole vibe throughout the day. And like, you know, that can affect you. In, in like you were saying in your own space to where you're bringing that on and it's, it's good to really learn to not take that on from somebody else you know to really keep your day positive so what i usually tell my like my um life coaching clients or even people who do readings with me there's a difference and i can talk to you a little bit about that but it's sort of like you start the day protecting your energy field and I use mantra because I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. You wake up and you protect yourself, meaning no negativity can come into you. 
It's not like you're putting yourself in a box that you're blocking people from feeling you. You're just not allowing anything that's not of high vibe to come in, okay? Before you go to bed at night, you also protect because when you go to bed at night, you actually leave your body. You know, some people astro travel, but you're not consciously there, meaning that's a time that you can be subject to any kind of type of spiritual attack, Might be, you might say. So you ever go to bed at night and wake up feeling worse in the morning and you don't know why? Like, even like you've gone through like a battle, you know, and you're like, why do I feel so beat up? All I did was sleep. So it's really important that you protect yourself before you go to bed energetically too. And another really good thing to do is so like you, you left work and you were in a bad mood and you don't know why, because all your clients, you know, the people you worked with or whatever were in a bad mood. You have to clear that off before you come back into your home or you bring that energy into your home. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always like to tell my husband is he goes shopping. He does our food shopping. So, cause he cooks, not me. And uh, he goes to the supermarket and then he might come home cranky. And I'm like, why are you cranky? Well, he's been walking in everybody's energy. When if mm-hmm. everybody's stressed, think about during COVID, everybody's fighting for a roll of toilet paper, right? All of that energy was so negative and fear-based and you went into that store and then you brought it home with you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like you need to understand energy so you can clear it. And you could do that using Palo Santo or incense or sage or sound or sea salt baths or going outside and grounding, you know, with your feet barefoot on the earth. There's so many different tools that you can use. But my first rec- recommendation to people is if you don't feel good and you felt good before, ask yourself, what changed? You know, what? <laughs> What changed? <laughs> yeah. sound by the there, right? Why do I feel bad now? And I wasn't a minute ago and nothing's changed. So pay attention. What were you watching on TV? What kind of music were you listening to? Who were you around? You know, all of those things matter because you're an energy being. You vibrate. So when your vibration merges with somebody else's vibration, your body and mood and everything could be affected. And not just on the emotional level, it can hit you physically. If you're bombarded, if you're around a negative person your whole life and they're constantly talking negatively to you, it actually eventually leaves your energy field and manifests as physical damage. So it's really important to try to surround yourself with positive people as much as you can. Sometimes you think you're doing yourself a favor by suffering. Are you? You know? People um, don't know. You have to look at your situation to know. Everybody's situation is different. But you can learn to shield and protect yourself from that negativity so you don't take it on so much. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the beginning. So you, you came to McHenry County and you started teaching yoga after seeing there wasn't much yoga being taught out here. Um, what what drove you to actually say, hey, I'm going to do this and um, you know, and how, how did you really just get started into um, teaching? Because before you were a student of it and now you're teaching it. So how is, how is that different? How did you prepare yourself and how did you really get started? That's actually a really fun question. And it's interesting how it all happened. So um, I was living in Fox River Grove at the time. So I would do some yoga here and some yoga in Barrington which was Lake County. Um, Mm -hmm. But the place that I was doing yoga at, the the man who was running the place was going to India for a month, two months, something like that. And he needed somebody to teach the classes, watch over the studio and all of that. And so um, I was his most advanced student. So he asked me, hey, Lisa, would you want to teach while I'm gone? And would you keep your, you know, 
keep the classes running and keep everything going. And back in those days, um, you didn't need certification to teach. Everybody thinks you need to be a certified yoga teacher. If you actually look at the way yoga has been handed down for years, it was a it was a guru student relationship. It was a teacher student. There were no papers. And when I first started, they would kind of talk about, um, do we even need yoga alliance? Do we need certification? But who's going to say what the standards are and why are we standardizing a practice that's more of a mystical practice, right? So this was a big dispute back in the day when I first started teaching. So I didn't need certification and I started teaching at this yoga studio. And, you know, it was, you know, it was scary because you're now switching sides. You know, that would be like me leading the podcast versus answering the questions, right? You're just a, sitting in a different person's seat. And, you know, I was nervous. I would bring in papers and I'd always teach from like a script and all of that. Finally, I just flung it and threw it away, you know, because when you try to follow a script, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your podcasts mm -hmm. with your own growth, then you like mess up because nothing can follow a script. One of my main things I teach on my retreats is let go of expectations because how could we ever be in control of anything? What if the weather is bad? What if we something happens? We have to be able to go with the flow. So when I was teaching yoga there, it taught me to just sort of let go. Um, from there, I wound up teaching. Where did I go after that? I went through teacher training after that because I figured, all right, it was starting to get to this point where, um, it, you know, in order to get jobs, they wanted you to be more reputable. But I taught at that yoga studio for a long time. I used to teach at an um, Akasha Yoga, which was in downtown Crystal Lake. I taught there for a while. Um, I subbed at a bunch of different places. And then I started teaching at the Crystal Lake Park District. I just walked in there and said, I don't see you have yoga. Would you like a yoga teacher? And they said, mm -hmm. sure. I didn't know that it would be 15 years later or something. I don't know. I honestly yeah. don't know exactly how many years, 14, 15, 13 years I've been at the park district. I never would have expected that long. And I've morphed. I mean, sometimes I used to teach nine, 10 classes a week. Now I'm down to, I teach three main classes at the park district because of my other business. I just don't have time to teach more. Yeah. And, um, but it, it's been quite a journey. And I truly started teaching because then it was kind of fun. If I made money teaching, then I can go take more yoga, yoga trainings and more yoga conferences and all those fun things I like to go to. And it was kind of like, oh, just a way to cover my costs. And then it kind of flipped and I literally just became a teacher. I mean, that's who I am. I love to teach. I like to help people to look at life in a different way. And I do that through yoga, meditation, intuitive guidance, sound healing, all of it. And the retreats, which are incredible. But anyway, does that answer your question? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> um, I talk very fast, like a New Yorker. Sorry, I like to get a lot in. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, it, it saves me from having to talk, which I appreciate. So, um, I mean, what people don't aren't listening to the podcast for me; they're listening to for the content. So, um, <laughs> well, uh, I saw your notice, and it's like you know, because I don't have a brick and mortar place. Mm -hmm. letting people know that you don't need to be sitting in front of somebody to have intuitive guidance. It's really nice to be able to work with people when you're in the comfort of your own home. And most people don't even need to see me. I don't really do Zoom and FaceTime unless people want to, because then, you know, you can sit there and have your own reactions and be private and all that. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. I could still feel your energy. Well, I still know what's going on. Because, you know, yeah. yeah? It's interesting because like, the, I mean, you know, with COVID, it brought about Zoom and doing things like this. 
Um, and so I think like, you know, the world has changed quite a bit to where, you know, it's like, you don't need to drive like a half an hour to go to like a yoga studio or whatever, you know, you can do things over zoom now. Like, you know, my last doctor's appointment was like over the phone, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a serious thing. It was just a checkup, but it's like, well, yeah, this is getting, so much better doctor. than going to a doctor's office and sitting there and waiting. So this is kind it's of nice how this has turned out. Think about the time. Like, I mean, I, um, if I would go into a session in person, you have to get ready, you know, shower, do whatever you're going to do. Then you have to drive to the place wherever you're going to be. Then you have to prepare the space. Then you have your session with somebody. Then you need to close the space and you need to drive home. So the one hour in person versus it could be two hours at home. Yeah. So it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But yet I like having, you know, one-on-one -on -one with people sometimes, but truthfully, mm -hmm the amount of work that I can do when I'm in over the phone, the energy, the clearing, it's just incredible. I just yeah. love it. You're so never alone. So, so talk about some of the other stuff that you do um, and kind of how you got into that. Um, Cause you mentioned like the life coaching and I definitely want to get into like the retreats that you were talking about. We'll, we'll save that a little bit more at the end. Cause I think, I think that's probably one of the more interesting things for us to talk about. So we'll, we'll make everybody wait till the end of the conversation, but um so yeah, go ahead and tell me about some of the other stuff, how you got into that and, you know, stringing it off of yoga. Well, so the yoga, as I said, I went from regular Hatha yoga, which I've been doing for years, vinyasa flow, uh, power yoga. I was really, you know, into the physical part of it and having to be healthy and, you know, all of that. And then I just hit this wall where I'm like, you just knew there were these mysteries out there. Like it opens your eyes to look at the world differently. And I needed to know more about these mysteries. So that's kind of how I found Kundalini Yoga, because it's such an energy-based practice that it was sort of like, it takes you to your edge and it takes you in and it opens you and activates you in such a way. And it came along, you learn how to play gong in Kundalini Yoga training. And I just fell in love with the gong. You know, I was like, mm. I think I have four gongs now, you know, it's like, you just kind of collect them, you know, but, and then it opens you to all the sound healing. I actually like a lot of the drumming, which is more shamanic, but um, I love the drumming and the singing bowls and all of it. So all of that kind of led me down the path. And all of a sudden, as I said, on December 31st, I opened and that it was like, you might say I had an awakening, right? Um, I started getting what I call were like little fortune cookies, you know, hope saves the soul. Um, there we go. Hope saves the soul and the phone rings. Um, so hope saves the soul. And, you know, and every day I was just like kind of writing down, um, one liners that would just come to me, not knowing where they would come from saying, I need to start documenting these December 31st, 2015. I made the decision to join what's known as a global sadhana. A sadhana is a discipline. So it's saying like, I'm going to do a group meditation for 40 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. 40 days to kind of make a change. And um, they were doing something called Japji. Japji is song of the soul. Jap is um, soul G. I mean, <laughs> Jap is repeat G is soul. So it's about repeating words that affect your soul. Okay. And I'm like, I really want to do this as part of Kundalini training. And I want to be part of it. And so I committed to doing it. And that day, boom, all of a sudden, instead of having a one-line fortune cookie, I got 
the flags will fly and guide the way. The new day is dawning and all will be lost. And I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? And I had it all written down. I'm like, wow. So every day after that, I would write, wake up and write something, wake up and write something, wake up and write something. And I'm like, the stuff I was getting didn't sound like me. You know, it didn't sound like me at all. I mean, it wasn't my vocabulary. It was saying words I didn't even understand, you know, that type of thing. And I'm like, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden I realized that I was intuitive and that that's what was going on. And so I, I had done Reiki training. So, you know, I'm a Reiki master. Um, I had done, you know, a bunch of different type of healing modalities, but this was different. And this felt like really special. It was like being able to hear things and know things that there's no way I could possibly know. Like, I know nothing about you, Matt. If I did a reading for you, I tune out, boom, I can tell you stuff about yourself. I, do I know it right now? No, I don't have your permission to read you. So I can't, I don't know anything more than anybody else would. So that's the thing. People freak out sometimes. They're like, oh my God, I'm around Lisa. She knows everything about me. <laughs> and I'm like, why would I want to spend my time reading people? Number one, it's invasive. I always tell my clients who I teach to be intuitive because I teach other people how to become intuitive. That's like watching somebody in the shower. You don't go in somebody in the shower. You would don't, you need permission. So you don't go into mm -hmm. somebody's energy field. It's the same thing, you know? So um, it just sort of evolved and I started doing it slowly. Show like, you know, I would do like little paragraph. And at first I wouldn't get paid until I got to the point where I knew that I was always right. So you can't take money for something until you know that you're accurate and you have faith in you. You know what I mean? Because then mm -hmm. it doesn't, then there's that integrity piece. So once I was confident when I was doing is when I started charging for what I did. And at first it was just little mini intuitive readings. But then one day I woke up and they're like, you need to teach intuitive mentorship. You need to start doing light codes. I'm like, what? So I wrote a whole course description, put it out there. And I wound up getting like 10 clients to <laughs> like in one day, because you know, the universe is supporting you. Mm -hmm. And basically they started giving me something called soul questions which are so cool. They are random questions. Like if I would, and I'm just making stuff up, they would ask you questions like, when you think of the color blue, what comes to mind for you? When you're riding your bicycle, does it bring up fear and why? You know, when you are on top of a mountain, what's the first thought that would go through your mind? Like total random things. And for those, for all I know, they might resonate with you for some reason, because they usually give me um, examples that may but I don't know that. And then your answers based on, you know, let's say when you're on top of the mountain, it reminds you of when your father took you were there when you were five years old. It was the first time you were ever in a high place and you have a wonderful memory of him. And you would tell me all that. And then what is it about bicycles? And why does it bring up fear when you were four years old? You know, you got hit by a car on a bicycle, you broke your arm, you know what I mean? Like those type of things. Mm -hmm. So that will then help guide us to know what, what are those subconscious fears that you're holding on to? And what are the things that bring you joy? And based on your answers to the questions, the guides give me the questions that they know you will answer in the appropriate manner that when you get to the bottom, you can see the complete picture. It is so cool. I'm like mesmerized by it every single time. And it's exciting, you know? And so that's how I work with people. And then I do things called um, light code activations. And so I give everybody their own personal one, like your social security number, only you has it, you have it. And it's a symbol and a number. 
And then I do a uh, verbal activation and I clear your energy field. It's like implanting a spark in your energy field to help you kind of get out of the wall. It's like lighting you up like a firework. You light up the end and as it grows, you grow. You begin to glow. It, it, it activates your inner radiance and it's incredible. And it's, you could use it again and again. And I work with a business partner of mine um, who is a, an intuitive artist and she takes the codes and then she activates the codes her name is Lisa Nomikos, and she's also a local person. I think you might be talking to her in the future. And her artwork is just incredible, but it's not art. She'll activate the code, create an image. And from that image, you keep it in your space. You're getting activated just by having the energy of the art around you. I have mine on my phone as a screensaver. So every time I have a phone call ring, boom, I get activated, you know, and it just keeps you high, not high, but elevated, high frequency. <laughs> and, um, well, it depends how you think of high in terms of energy, but it's so profound. I like they, when COVID hit, my guide said, you need to activate as many people as possible. We need to illuminate the world one person at a time. So I just, every person I did a reading for, I gave them a light code, gave them a light code. And you could get, you know, like, let's say you're really struggling and your energy is low. You get your original one, but let's say you're fighting with anger give you a light code to overcome anger. Let's say you're struggling with substance abuse. We give you a activation for substance abuse. Let's say you're struggling with um, confidence issues. We do a light code to help you with confidence. You know, all of those things, whatever you need, we can do a light code for. I mean, I have some clients who have like 60 light code activations and they're really an integral part of what I do. Um, but then the other part of what I do is I do um, Akashic record readings. And that is really, really powerful. Those are your past life readings. I mean, we all, the Akashic records are all, I call them Akashic, that's going into past lives. So as I said earlier, like what if you have been struggling with an eating disorder and you don't know why? Well, what if in a past life you, you know, you were starved and you never, so you constantly have to eat because you're still living the starvation that you haven't cleared because you died of it in a past life. Mm-hmm. So I can go in, we can rewrite that life so you can clear that energy and hopefully help with your, with your eating disorder. Is that, something that, is that something in the course of like a conversation that you kind of learn about somebody or that you, you literally have like that intuitive thought about it? It's not an intuitive thought about it. Like if I was doing a reading for you, I would just tune into you. You would give me your name. You give me your permission, first and last name. I tap in using... Um, I'm an empath. So I tap in using mantra. The first mantra is a protection mantra. The second mantra connects me into you. It's the plug-in. And the third mantra is this is truth. So the first thing I do is my ego is gone. This isn't me. Anything that comes out of me is not me. Okay. So then there's no attachment to it. There's no attachment to the right or wrong. I ask my guides to be as kind as possible because I don't want to ever cause harm. You know, and that is the key. So please don't do anything through me that is going to cause person harm. My job is to elevate. Okay. So that's sort of the setup. Then I use my body as a template. So I feel things. It's like I can use my left arm. And if I get pain, uh, let's say mid in between my elbow and my shoulder, I can tell you that what happened when you were like, I don't know how old you are. Let's just say you're 40. Okay. So if you're 40, and I got pain here, that's 60. So I would say to you, what happened to you at 30 years old? And you say, oh, I got a divorce at 30. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'd say, well, that energy of that divorce, that unsettledness is, are you feeling something similar now? Like maybe you've been remarried, now you're going through a divorce again. 
So you're reliving the same energy. So I can feel that energy stuck in my body. Mm. And I could sit there and I can tell you if it's the, like, you know, if it's underneath my wrist from three and under, you might be sitting there and saying, you know, I, I would say, what was your childhood like? Was it traumatic? Did you move? Did you have a hard time when your brother was born? Your sister was born? Were your parents fighting? Did you lose somebody in an accident? Because I'm feeling stuck energy from the age of three and under. That needs to be cleared because it's hanging on and causing havoc in you now. So that's how I use the physical part of me. Then I do a verbal channel and I basically just record it on my phone and it comes in a written form. So then people could then um, go back and read them over and over and over. I just had a client before you who I haven't talked to. I think the first time I read her was in 2018. I did a few in 2020 and we didn't talk last year. I you know, reached out this year, just said happy new year. And I wound up getting on the phone with her for a couple hours and it was like, we went through and read all of her readings simultaneously. And the patterning was so cool because it's like she she was having anger issues, confidence issues, and you could see how she sort of developed through the different readings. So I have some clients who I channel for on a daily basis. They have their whole life documented. I'm like, why don't I do that for myself? You know what I mean? Like people jump in. It's like that way you can remember your whole life. One day, you know, they'll write their life story and they'll have it all and they'll be able to remember it because they have all these channels on it. It's really cool, you know, because it's not for fun. It's for healing. And the more people that we can heal and elevate, the better world we're going to live in. Right now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I watched the McHenry County scanner and the heaviness that's in McHenry County. It's like, we need to light this town up. You know, there's just so much heaviness hanging around. McHenry County Living has proudly shared great local stories and events for 16 years. If you haven't already, cruise over to McHenryCountyLiving.com and see what we're all about. Be sure to also follow us on social media. McHenry County Living is a proud sponsor of Left at the Light. So we talked about that stuff, and then you, you mentioned uh, Reiki. Am I saying that right? Reiki, 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 Reiki. So, that's what um, it is. Sorry, I was trying to remember. <laughs> like, how is that pronounced again? Because I'm I'm not like a Reiki uh, person. So, <laughs> so a lot of the concepts I'm talking about with you it might be sort of intriguing, right? If it's not the world you live in. Yeah, I mean, it's not at all. Like, really. I, I did, we, I talked to, um, a yoga instructor a couple seasons back who, um, friends of mine now, um, we've kept in touch and everything like that, but that that is completely her world as much as she tried to get me into it, um, completely her world, but there's people that that's, that they're into it. So that's why I'm like, everyone come on the podcast, even if it's not my deal. So. (laughs) Well, I appreciate being here really. Uh, you know, it's nice to be able to, you know, kind of come out of hiding. I do my stuff. I'm in my little world and the people who know me, I mean, I, I have clients all over the world, you know, mm-hmm. even from my little house in McHenry County, you know? Um, but because that's the, the amazing thing about this technology. Now your, your clientele is um, there are no boundaries. So. Right. Yeah. You don't have to limit to McHenry County, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> But, but at least now people from McHenry County might know I'm here. So exactly. That's the point, right? Yes. So, so the Reiki, uh, yeah, Reiki is energy work. Reiki is hands-on healing. It's learning to help to elevate and heal people through intention 
and stepping aside. So what happens a lot of times in Reiki is people like, I want to be a healer. I'm going to heal them. And it doesn't work that way. It's no different than channeling, which is what I do with the intuitive world. You're stepping aside and allowing universal energy and love to work through you. Okay. So universal love, higher power, source, light, whatever you want to call it based on your faith and beliefs, it channels through you either coming out to help people on an emotional level, like what I do with, you know, talk therapy with, with intuitive readings and intuitive uh, life coaching and the Akashic records and all of that. But it's the same thing when it comes to energy work, you can't, you're basically using your physical body as a vessel for healing energy and light. And so I've, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm trained in Asui Reiki, I'm an Asui Reiki master, but I created a couple of different Reiki courses, Goddess Reiki and Angelic Reiki with a partner. I'm not teaching those two now. I've sort of morphed my um, teaching into what I call light code Reiki, because that's how I do my Reiki. And it's so powerful and it's accessible to anybody. And I really want to teach other people to be able to do what I can do. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm going to be doing moving forward with the Reiki training. And um, it's really powerful. And I, you know, and I also am working, you know, with teaching other people to be intuitive, my intuitive mentorship program, it's one-on-one. So it's no different than me talking to you right now. You might turn around and say after this call, this podcast, oh my God, Lisa, I want to learn more about this. Can <laughs> we do this? And so I just ask people to commit to five hours of time with me because if, if they're going to go through mentorship. Start with five hours and then you could choose to continue on or not, but that's a good place to start. The first level is called an introduction to yourself because there's so many of us that think we know who we are, but we don't, (laughs) we don't know what we're storing or holding on to. And when you get light, light bulb moments that go on that, you know, can be cleared, you become a better version of yourself. You know, it's kind of like optimizing yourself. So it's introduction to self. The next one is growth and understanding. The next phase is clarity of purpose. Then it's mastering yourself. And then a lot of people stop because they feel like they know themselves. And then after a while, then like, oh, and then they come back to the fifth session of five hours. And then that's called humble gratitude, because that's when you step aside from I'm doing it to I'm trusting that the universe is working through me and I'm. you know, that's my service. And so it's really cool to watch. Like I just did a retreat in Sedona. And um, as I said, my business partner, Lisa Nomikos, she will draw somebody's aura. So I read your soul. I call it a soul reflection reading. She can actually draw your aura in in, uh, um, artistic form and you can get an original and you can get prints and things like that. And so what I did at my retreat is I gave everybody a solo or a portrait of themselves. That was the gift that they received. And we didn't tell anybody who was who. And we handed them around and we had people try to interpret the pictures because they are abstract. Mm. Okay. So, and see what they saw in the picture, write down the adjectives, the words, and then try to guess who the person was. And the people, there's so many people who are really good at this, but I have a bunch of people who came on the retreat who were part of my intuitive mentorship program and they all did phenomenally. Yeah. They all, they were able out of the 17 people who were there to actually pick who the picture was. That I thought was amazing, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, so that just shows you how um, an abstract image can actually represent the energy of another person, even if it doesn't have their photo in it. Yeah. Oh. So, 
So that's really, and that, you know, was very humbling for me to see the work that these people have done and how they have grown. And another woman was at the retreat who um, had taken my Reiki course. Um, and she was doing Reiki sessions on everybody there. Everybody's like, oh yes, she's doing, go over and she's doing Reiki for you. So to see like how you can impact the world by impacting the people who you've helped, that is just so humbling. Yeah. And, um, you know, and even the people who come to my retreats, um, the changes that I have seen from like, they've come on the retreat. I had one person who came on the retreat. She was doing photography for me because um, I needed a photographer. So she was there. She came home loving sound healing. First time she ever heard the gong. I was playing the gong. The other woman there was playing the singing bowl. She, she fell in love with it. She then came into another retreat I did. Um, oh my God, you can't, she just texted me. As I said that her, <laughs> she literally just texted me as I'm talking about her. That is how energy works. She either I'm talking about her and I called her in, or she was thinking about me. And that's why I started talking about her. That's how the energy world works. She started doing sound healing. And so now she bought like four gongs and she's doing sound healings all over the place. This other woman I told you about, she has a full blown Reiki business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they were like, you know, another woman came to my retreat. She wanted to see how I was doing things. Now she's leading retreats all over the place. It's really cool to see people blossom because they've cleared their stuff away. And then they can then open their eyes to becoming different versions of themselves. And it's another woman I did a reading for. She was wearing a necklace and I thought it was stunning. And if you're on here listening to this, I love you, girl. But she had a beautiful necklace. I'm like, wow, that's really pretty. And she's like, oh, I made it. I was just playing around she made this beautiful wrap necklace she decided to start doing it as a business after i told her how amazing it was and now that she literally goes to um uh intuitive expos and shows and stuff and it's her side business and she sells jewelry at all these shows just because of a reading with me yeah, very cool things but so it's this stuff works and you could like see it it's so cool to see the shifts and changes and i don't only do it for um, individuals. I also, you know, I help corporations, you know, um, small, I, I work with some small business owners and, you know, I can help them with hiring needs and what problems there might be going on in their company with their stuck energy flow. And, you know, so there's so many different ways to be able to use intuition to help improve your life all around, you know, to make better decisions, to use your intuition, to guide you, to make appropriate choices. And, that's what I work on with people when I'm, it's not just, I don't future. I'm not futuring. I'm not telling you, Hey Matt, in two years from now, you're going to be running, you know, McHenry Canning podcasting and you're going to have give up your day job. And you know what I mean? It, I don't do that because mm -hmm. you have a choice. There's always free will and choice. So there's no point in telling somebody that something is going to happen if um, they can choose not to. Or what if you were supposed to go through an experience and then I sway you because of something I said, and then you don't go to that experience. So mm -hmm. I try to be really careful. I had a client recently who I went out with um, for breakfast and she goes, I needed to tell you how much you changed my life. And I was like, whoa. And she goes, you needed to know. And I, I mean, she was in a situation where, you know, she had some things going on and could have made some different decisions and she changed her mind and stopped doing something, shifted something. And like, she's happier than ever. And yeah. she could have gone down a different path. And I don't want to go into details, but it was like, 
I was, I would not have known if she didn't take the time to tell me mm-hmm. I do my work and okay, we're done, Matt. We close up the zoom and we're done. That's my phone. You know, if you want me next week or whatever, boom, I come back again, but I, I can't get like involved unless you're a, a client who I talk to on a daily basis. I mean, yeah. I do, I do, I do daily channeling for people literally can channel for somebody and test sentiment it's like your daily horoscope you know mm-hmm. i can give you a daily personal channel you don't have to go into the newspaper you know and um you know i have other people that i read on a weekly basis some that i do monthly some only on your birthday you know i always reach out to my clients on their birthday if they're on facebook because i get the notification say hey it's your birthday mm-hmm. you want to discount on a reading yeah but so um does that help answer the reiki and the you want to move into the retreats or what's yeah, your Yeah, yeah. I mean, you touched on it a little bit. So let's get into the retreats. Tell me about that and what, where, where do you go? What people can expect? You know, before I go into the retreats, I want to share one story because right. it's important. So I'm also a medium, so I can speak to the people who are deceased. And my father passed away on uh, 221 of 2021 at 1221. He was always into numbers. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I was born at 1221. So we kind of have that connection. And so what's, what's fascinating is I was watching a show on Netflix about mediumship. It's that, that, I don't know, that guy, Tyler, who does mediumship for the stars or something like that. I I mean, I pretty much do the same thing. I'm just not on TV, but um, so I said to my dad, it was my grandmother, his father, his mother's birthday. I was going to teach yoga at the Crystal Lake park district at the, at West beach. And I said to my dad, on that show, they had a sign where they asked for the grandmother to show up as a sign, as a red cardinal. So all of a sudden that day, a red cardinal came up, flew up and jumped, sat on her shoulder outside Mm -hmm. and then flew into the tree. And they were like, oh, my God, there's my grandma. I got my sign. Okay. so I said to my dad, I said, you know, dad, I know I talk to you all the time. I said, but it would be really cool to see something concrete like that. Is there any chance you can show me some sign? You know, it'd be nice to just know, you know. And so I go to teach yoga, class is over, a bird hits the window. I'm like, okay, walk over, the bird hits the window again, and then it's down on the ground. So I go outside, I pick up the bird, put it in my hand. You know, a lot of times they're done and they're in shock and there's nothing you could do. I scooped it up, put it in my hand, cut my hand over it, and I did Reiki on it. And it was fine. It just sat there in my hand. It was chirping. It was this little bird. It was called a crown kingfisher i googled it up and um and it's interesting because my dad was always like the king of our family and it sat there in my hand i'm like god i wish i had my phone i ran out of the the, you know the building and i didn't have my phone so i put the bird down into the the brush went back and got my ipad you know came back put my hand out the bird climbed back up on my hand so i could video and i actually have recording of this on my youth if you go on facebook you can find it back a few months he sat on my hand for like 20 minutes and then flew away. Wow. So, but I asked for it. I called mm-hmm. in a specific sign and I'm like, it was really cool about the Cardinal. I've never in my life had a wild bird just jump in my hand. Yeah. I, I can't imagine they would want to, <laughs> you know, but it, it got hurt, you know, yeah. and I picked it up and gave it energy and it was just the, the other side's way of using the animal kingdom to communicate messages. So that's one of the things I teach people watch for signs. So anyway, I I wanted to share that attacked me when I was running. What was the sign there? Oh, was it a red wing? uh, Yeah, it was one of those guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. They have a, they have a tendency um, to do that. That's kind of behavioral, but let's see, it was black with red wings. So yeah, I, would, I ran, I'm sure I ran past its nest in like this bush. It was like three oaks down at three oaks. This happened uh -huh. a couple of years ago. And this, I, I think I ran past its nest. And so then it was like threatened. And But I would take it, that's on the physical human level. But I would sit there and say, think back to where you were mentally on that day. Black and red are both grounding. That's root chakra. So mm. were you grounded? Were you running and were you out there because you were trying to work out something and grounding yourself? But they hit you at your crown, which is the top of the head. So you could look at that two different ways. One, are you overthinking things? Were you, whatever situation, were you spinning your mind on it? Or it could be a sign from the spirit realm saying, stay grounded. Don't worry. We got your back because this mm -hmm. is connected. Have faith. We're taking care of what needs to be done. They wasn't attacking you. It was trying to wake up your, clean up your thoughts. So depending on what was going on in your life, you could go back and think, well, let's see, two years ago, you know, maybe you were changing jobs. Maybe there was something going on in your life. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, think about where you were when it happened. Why did your energy call in the bird? You know, I'll, I'll start thinking about it that way. Instead of the bird attacking me, that he was just trying no. to help me. So it was trying <laughs> to get your attention yes. to shift your thought process. Yes, I don't, you know, I don't have anything against those types of birds anymore. <laughs> they're beautiful, but they're black and red and red is root chakra and black is grounding. So that's, but the other thing I would recommend you do, and I tell this to, I don't know the spiritual meaning of all the birds and all the animals. I know some, but I would Google in spiritual meaning red wing blackbird and see what it comes up and see if that resonates with what was going on in your life at the time. That's another way to look at the signs that are all around you all the time. Okay. <laughs> Google. So, yeah, Google. I Google everything. Even like when I do readings, I get proper names. I just did an Akashic record reading for somebody and the person who saved her, or it was a him in that life, but saved him in that life. Um, they, the person who picked him up, his name was Willie. And I Googled in the name Willie when we were done the Akashic record. And it means something like some kind of protector. And this person saved her in that life. I didn't know what Willie meant. So whenever I get a proper name in a reading, I always Google in what is the spiritual, you know, what does the name mean? You know, because all names have a mean, you know, like Matt, if you look it up, it'll say Matt mean. So why were you given that name? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. so I went to, so you wanted to know how I got into the whole retreat. Yes, yes. Let's <laughs> get back to what we were talking we'll about. We'll go back into that, but we've been all over the place with the birds here. So, um, I, I always wanted to do retreats because it was a way for me to travel, which I love traveling. I've been traveling my whole life, like all over the world. I want to just go. I want to see, I want to know, I want to learn about other cultures. Um, you know, I traveled overseas when I was in college, you know, all of that. And to be able to take people who sometimes women have, are afraid to travel on their own if they don't have a, a partner or they're younger, but also to be able to travel with somebody who is comfortable in traveling somebody who can teach them yoga. And I teach beginners. This isn't, I don't teach hardcore yoga because I want people to know that yoga is accessible to everybody. And it's, I use yoga as a tool to opening up yourself and the, the meditative part of it and the energy part of it is so important. So I always include a yoga class in all my retreats. Um, 
And I always include a sound healing component in all of my retreats. But so you get to travel with somebody who's going to help like work through intuition, do yoga, but then do fun stuff. I always try to incorporate at every place I go, something that's a local piece, a local talent, um, different cool local places that you might not be able to find. You don't have to do the research. You're like, okay, I want to go to Sedona. Well, where are we going to go? Leave it up to me. I've been there. I'll take you to the vortexes. I'll tell you what, you know, I don't include food. I include breakfast because there's too many people with too many dietary restrictions nowadays. And so we usually do what's really fun is we do community meals. We either go shopping and we all cook together. If you have the cooking minded people, if you have people who aren't cook minded, then we eat out together and do group meals. Um, but so I wanted to do this when I started teaching yoga, but my kids were younger. And so I needed to wait until they got to a point where I felt comfortable leaving them. And then one day, somebody in Lake Geneva was looking for somebody to teach a yoga retreat. No, I take it back. They were looking for somebody to play gong and, you know, to drive all the way up there and the amount of money. It, it just financially didn't make sense for me to do it. But they're like, well, why don't you just do your own retreat? I said, okay. So I put it out to the universe that I wanted to do retreats. They came to me to do the retreat. So I took it as a sign that I need to do this because I called it in and it came to me without having me to working too hard to find it. So I wound up working, doing the retreats at the Heartland Spa in Buena Vista Suites. Heartland is no longer there. Um, but I did, I think about eight of them, different yoga retreats there. And it was more yoga based when I did them back when. Um, and not to say I won't do one again, I may. Um, but that's how my retreat started. Then I started working with a different partner and we started doing retreats in the US and we did a bunch of international retreats. We did Bali, Tulum, Greece and uh, Turkey and Costa Rica and then COVID hit. And we kind of went our separate ways. I started being more domestic. She's doing a lot more international. And I, with COVID, my parents live in California and I wanted to see them. And I, my dad was not, you know, physically in great shape. So I had to be careful about getting on a plane and infecting him or anything like that. So I made the decision to drive across country and I was going to do it with my daughter, but then my daughter got tied up and was too busy and couldn't do it. She was, you know, in college and the whole bit. So I wound up traveling across country on my own. My husband couldn't leave work and everybody's like, oh my God, you're going to do that by yourself. You know, like people were like shocked that, you know, a woman in her, you know, late fifties is going to hop in a car and drive across the country. And um, so I just said, you know, I need to see my family and this is fun and it's an adventure. And it was so exciting. I, you know, it was fun because I never knew where I was going to be. I didn't have a plan. I just got in the car and drove. I called my husband, where should I stay? He would tell me, okay, go to this town. Here's a good restaurant. They got gluten-free food. You might like this on the menu. It was awesome. You know, it was like, if you ever watched the show 24, it was like calling into the home and they tell you yeah. where to go. I, I called him, I like Jack Bauer or whatever. But I just traveled across the US, scoping out places for future retreats mm -hmm. and things like that. But I hit Moab and I was sitting under an arch at sunrise and I got a download. And the download said, you must take mainly women, small groups to every state in the nation. And I channeled this whole thing. It says it's important to help them heal and to heal this country. Okay. And I think they use the word nation. And so they basically, uh, 2020, it was October of 2020. I'm sitting in an arch in Mar Arches 
And all of a sudden, now I have to go to all 50 states and take <laughs> women on retreat. And I didn't even think twice about it. You know, you write it down. Okay, this is what I'm doing. And I named it. They said, yep, retreats across America. And you're going to do this and do that. Every state, I do a light code activation to heal the state. Um, but it was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, let's do the math. 50 states. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be 60 this year. And it's like, that's a lot of states. Well, since 2020, I'm up to eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're only moving into 2023. I've done multiple in certain states. So I think I've done, I've done, I've got Mount Shasta is one of my favorites. That one always sells out. It's my favorite location of all places in the US. Um, but that one, um, I think I've gone to four times, five times. I've done six retreats there, whatever. Sedona is a staple. Mount Shasta is a staple. I've gone to Florida twice. I've gone to Maine, um, Chicago. You know, I've done Illinois. I do retreats in um, Galena. I have an Airbnb there. So if anybody ever wants to do a private retreat, I can do private retreats with people in Galena. Um, I did one in Wisconsin. I've done North Carolina. You know, So they're like slowly building up. And now this year on the agenda, for some reason, I'm being called to go back to the same places. Oh, I did Moab too, because I had to go to Moab, right? Yeah. So, but I wasn't planning on going to Moab this year. It was not on the agenda. I'm like, I've done it. Utah's done. All right. Don't check that state off, right? Mm -hmm. And I was in Sedona. Everybody's like, no, you need to go to Moab. When are you going to Moab? Aren't you going to do Moab again? And, you know, I take it. The universe is telling me I need to go to Moab. I come home that night. I'm in the airport. There's a Utah shirt on some man as I walk by from Arizona. Then I get home, meet my husband down on the couch, and he's wearing a Moab t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I'm going back to Moab. So I'm doing Florida next week or two weeks. Um, I still have a couple spots left. And um doing Moab in May. I just added in Hot Springs, Arkansas, which I am so excited about. Have you ever been? No. Oh my God. They have hot springs. They crystal mining where you go and you get to dig in the dirt and you find crystal, like gorgeous crystals. Mm -hmm. Um, there's hot springs where you go into the springs. They have tulip extravaganza where they have like, I don't even know how many species of uh, in this botanical garden. So we're gonna go do that. So I just threw that on. I haven't even priced it yet. So if anybody cares, it'll be probably be a long over by the time this podcast is aired. <laughs> well, no, they might not because it's in March. Um, and then I'm going to be going back to Mount Shasta in September, Sedona in October. So, um, you know, I'm like, well, why am I only going back to the same places? It's not adding in, not adding in new ones this year, except the Arkansas one, which is interesting because I'm asking myself, why is that? And some places, like, it's like, if you think about where we are in Chicago, you go west, I come back to the middle of the country. You go east, you come back to the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. You go south, you come, I'm gridding the country energetically with all of these retreats. And certain places need more energy. And so you go back to them and I just listen and I go. And um, they're fun, they're powerful, they're unexpected. Um and, you know, people, I, I wind up sometimes, I mean, I have like, I had one woman who came to seven retreats last year, oh, wow. you know, it, they just keep coming, you know, and you wind up making a family, people become friends, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, you're on this one, then, oh, but I saw you on that one. And so it's not always the same people. There's mm -hmm. always new, I, 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 you know, tell people you can come with a friend, you can come alone. Um, we laugh, we cry, we do yoga, we dance, we 
you know, we do intuitive stuff. I did a retreat where, you know, a lot of the retreats I focus on opening your intuition because that's what people want. And that's what I can help them with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be doing it for a living, but do you know how much easier your life is when you're not living it on your own and you're working with spirit to help you? It's really powerful. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you move into the synchronistic flow and life gets easier. And I want to teach people how to be happy, you know? Oh, that's the other thing I should probably mention. Two things. Um, so, um, well, let me let me recap. So retreats across America. If you If people want to come, contact me. If you have a state that you want to go to, let's plan it. You know, if they're the, the retreats um, for now, they're small. Who knows? I might make them bigger. I might change the format. I haven't decided yet. But that's the cool thing, because I can do whatever I want with them. Mm-hmm. And it's this country is amazing to be able to see the beauty in our own country. You know, we I love don't get me wrong. I tra- love traveling internationally, but traveling like meeting people in our own country and seeing what we have right here is really, really profound. And um so it's kind of like I'd say the retreats are my mission. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're they may they they light me up. I, I have to do them, I want to do them, they're fun. And when they're not, then well then if it's not fun, useful, and bring me joy, then I don't necessarily need to continue, right? I could always end, but I also follow commitments and they told me I need to do 50 states. So that happened. There you also, go. You got your mission. <laughs> but um, the other two things I wanted to mention is by the time this podcast comes out, um, I have a course that I created. I was talking to you about light codes earlier mm-hmm. and it's a course called A to Z and it's A to Z of soul, actual, soul awakening. And it's 26 light code activations that move through the alphabet A to Z that um, I activate the code. My partner, Lisa, created it into image form and we created all these videos of a video activation where you get to watch the codes going by with the me doing a verbal channel in the background about the topic. They are so powerful. I, I They like when you're in a funk and you could go watch one. If you go to my website, um, lisaganady.com and go to the light code page which is under intuition there's a free sample of one on there and by then the course will probably be up on the course but that one's free you could just watch it i would highly recommend you watch it matt it when you're in a funk or you're in a bum mood it's for um it's for elevation of consciousness world health and healing and whenever i have anybody sick i tell them to oh do watch the code and make you feel better and um so it's kind of a nice little thing i would totally check that out but this course is that, and it's like, there are these universal wisdoms like that you would never think about. And the way that, that it's talked about, it's incredible. Like, and you start living it and speaking it and sharing it with others because it becomes your own truth there. It's really, really profound, you know? So I would highly recommend watching that video on my page, even if you don't purchase the course. Cause as I said, that's a freebie, um, and I did that because that was something that my guides told me it was very important that people need this to be, you know, to elevate themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, that was all created during COVID. So that course will be out probably by the time this um, airs. And the other thing is I wrote a book that has been sitting on my iPad now for way too long. And as I told you at the beginning of our podcast, this is the year of creation, right? 2023 is number seven. 
So mm-hmm. having faith in yourself to be able to create that which you're supposed to be able to create in this lifetime. And I have to get this book out. So this year is the year. I'm stating it here on January 3rd that this book, <laughs> it might even be out by the time. I mean, it's a channeled text and it basically is a guidebook to a happy life. Yeah. Really short. And it's one of those books that you read a chapter like a week or a chapter a day. And it's not very long, but the concepts are so heady that so heady and so simple all at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. remember, I said to you a little while ago about how I helped people and now they're doing all these really cool things. Mm-hmm. That's chapter four, which is hierarchy. So if I let's say I taught you to become intuitive and then you become like this, like rich, famous intuitive and I'm still just doing my thing mm-hmm. here. Am I going to be jealous of you? No, I should be happy because I gave you the peace that you needed to, to be able to go that far. So you fulfilled your purpose and I fulfilled mine. But in our human realm, that's really hard because then there's that jealousy. Well, wait a minute. I taught him everything. Why did he get ahead? And I didn't. Yeah. That's that human faulty thing. But if you can learn to switch that that switch and look at life differently and say, oh, look at me. I helped create a success in this person, this person, this person, this person. I'm such a huge success. I don't have to be the one being successful. I'm still making an energetic change on the world. So that's how I use my book to shift my own life. It's incredible. And I've been living it and it's time to get it out. I can't hoard it anymore. It's time to share it. <laughs> so that's a publish. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it would be great to be able to regular publish, but I'm probably just going to self-publish it. Yeah. It's just more how to figure out how to do all of that stuff. That's not my, I speak to spirit. I'm not very good with the grounding blackbird hitting me on the head. Uh, <laughs> Well, ask, the, ask the ask the, the Google Spirit. The Google. They will lead you to self-publishing your own book. <laughs> Perfect. So, right, but so, yeah, I'm gonna do the A to Z. Like what I I'm very organized this year. All of my retreats, except the new one I just announced, are up on my website. All of my infrastructure is done. So now I have all the time to fe- complete all those other projects. I mean, Lisa Nomikos and I have created a number of Oracle card decks, positive inspirational Oracle card decks. We also have cards that are um, there. We call them the believe in series and they're positive affirmations like believe in the ability to overcome stress, believe in me, believe in um, the ability to. God, I'm trying to remember that believe in forgiveness and the ability to forgive like there's a there's 16 codes in all. Mm-hmm. and or 16 codes, 16 cards and all with 11 affirmations on them. So what's really nice is you can have them by your bed. All right, what do I need today? You just randomly, and there's one, believe in the ability to declutter, which is one that I need, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that those are really helpful. Um, we have, these are really cool. I told you I travel to Mount Shasta all the time. Mm-hmm. And Mount Shasta is tied in with something called Lumerian energy. Have you ever heard of Atlantis? Mm-hmm. You know, the lost civilization of Atlantis. Well, right. Lemuria yeah. was kind of at the same time frame. And so I channeled in an entire activation deck, two of them on Lumeria. One is called Lumerian Codes. The other one is called Journey to Lumeria. And I just came out with a third one. It, we haven't recorded it. We haven't made it yet, but it's out. So that one is all about unity consciousness, about us all coming together. So um, 
you know, the information just keeps pouring through and I have tools to help people and combining it with my friend who's the intuitive artist and graphic designer, it's incredible. And um, I love pulling cards, you know, to uh, um, every day to kind of just kind of give you a little bit of in inspiration. So I should pull a card for you. Would you like me to pull a card for you and see what you sure. need today? Yeah. yeah sure. I didn't have it with me, but let me go grab one. And, uh, <laughs> right. Because I think it would uh, it'd be interesting to see what comes through. Just as an FYI, we have about five minutes left. So. Cool. It won't take very long. All right. Let's see what we got here. Um, all right. Household. All right. So the the picture is of a teapot or a coffee pot. Um, and Lisa has her own meanings. It's called a new dawn. So it's about a new day, you know, a new way to look at you. So this was for you. Okay. Called the household. Most of the time when we think of the household, we think of the place we live. But the place you live on this earth is in your body. Your body is your household for your soul. So this is your reminder to take care of your household. Clean your house by eating right. He, um, having positive thoughts and exercising. You've been putting your household on hold. Hold. Take off the hold button and begin to allow the energies of you to flow forth as you know it, nourish your body and mind. Eat right, exercise, and meditate to make your household a place you would want to reside in. Okay. Does that resonate with you on this day? I, I will say a little bit because um, I, I put off exercising for a little bit. Like I kind of mentioned, I'm a runner for my exercise and I had a small injury that like it's kind of been nagging me and everything. So I just took some time off for the last couple of months, but that I was planning with not necessarily new year's resolution. Cause I don't do those, but in the new year to like mm -hmm. use that as my start point again, to get back into it. So. So, um, I, uh, my daughter is a runner. She ran in college and, mm -hmm. um, but I want to share with you if hopefully we have time for this. I wrote this, um, what are my, what are your dreams for 2023? This is channeled guidance. My dreams are for peace in the world. My dreams are people treating each other with kindness and compassion. My dream is the undercurrent of stress in the world to dissolve away to joy, peace, happiness, harmony, and serenity. My dreams are to travel this world, learning about others and helping others to open and discover the best within themselves. My dreams are to be more present and with everything that I am doing and appreciate those around me. My dreams are that everybody can find a space of satisfaction and contentment in their lives. Let 2023 be the year that you become the best version of yourself and fulfill your dreams. The key is, as you are working towards whatever goal that you are working towards, to make it fun, easeful, and to bring you joy. So that was something I posted on Facebook. So I... Uh, I post, um, you know, positive channel guidance, inspiration on my Facebook feed. I'm not as good with Instagram, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, pretty much if you want to check that out, you could see things um, to help elevate and uplift and keep you healthy, keep your household in a good space. So this deck of cards was the first Oracle card deck that I channeled in, and it came in right before my first retreat. Instead of planning for my retreat, I wrote a card. I didn't even know what I was doing. I sat down and in one hour, I created a deck. Oh, very cool no or anything so but well i th i think that's a great place to stop um 
to wrap it all up. Um, so if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? They can find me on my website at Lisa Gennady. So it's G-N-I-A-D-Y.com. And uh, my phone number is on there. They can text me to set up appointments. They can do that directly online. All my retreat information is up on my website. Um, you know, I do my best to try to keep that uh, up to date. They could come check me out in yoga class through the Crystal Lake Park District if they're local people. Um, but uh, that they would sign up through the Park District. But that has nothing to do with intuition. That's hard. Just mainstream yoga. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And hopefully I can see some of these people somewhere on a retreat or if they're interested in learning more about intuition and, you know, and needing any type of intuitive life coaching, that would be awesome. But I've really enjoyed talking to you, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been oh, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's uh, been a pleasure and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. There you have it, folks. My chat with Lisa, intuitive life coach. Uh, reach out to Lisa if you're looking for her services. Um, and if not, wonderful. We have alpacas you can go see. We have uh, you can go have donuts. You can go um, you can go have a beer at Duke's Ale House and Kitchen. So many different things. So many people uh, that we've done on the show. Um, this season just about over. We have two more episodes to go, um, and then um, I believe the like the total count is in uh, like fifty one or fifty two um, episodes. Um, there was a two parter uh, early on, and then the, the welcome. If you haven't listened to the the welcome to the uh, podcast, it's episode one. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to check out any old episodes that you've missed up to this point. Reach out to me. My name is Matt, left at the light pod at gmail.com. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Mm -hmm.